So I'm going to share with you this morning um, scripture found in, you know, it's a familiar passage of scripture. It's found in Psalm 37, Psalm 37. Hallelujah. I'm going to do my best. And that check is in the mail, so just make sure. <laughs> He's by Amen Corner. Psalm 37. And I want to begin at the first verse, and then I'm going to jump to the 13th verse. Is that all right? All right. So it says, fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't be concerned so much about what the enemy is doing. We have to learn how to pray for our enemies. And it's a sad commentation that our enemies are in and outside of the church. In and outside of the walls. In and outside of our comfort zone. And then the 13th verse, I want you to go home and I want you to study this out. This is where I'm going to go. The Lord shall laugh at him. Your enemies or it. Whatever the circumstances in your life that's coming against you. The people think that they're getting over on you. But they don't understand that God has given you what it takes to take what they're trying to put on you. Try to talk about you and try to put you down and try to discourage you. They try to hinder you, but they cannot stop you. Tell your neighbor, I'm unstoppable. There's nothing that you can do that can stop what God has already started in my life. Come on, I need a few people to say, I, I, listen. So the Lord shall laugh at him. The Lord's laughing at sickness. The, the Lord is laughing at depression. The Lord is laughing at anxiety. All of the things that come against you. The Lord is laughing at the wicked. The wicked that's twisted. Their minds, they knew the right way, but their minds are twisted. Their hearts are twisted. And he's getting up off the throne. And what he wants you to know this morning is that don't you worry about it. I got your back because the enemy only has a few more minutes and their enemy will be exposed because they don't understand that I've got a plan for you. And nothing that I put in place is going to fail because I am in charge. And if you would trust me, understand that I'm laughing at your enemy. So whatever you know in your heart right now, the enemies that's bothering you, I need you to start laughing. Ha, ha, ha. That didn't work. You tried to kill me, but I'm still here. You tried to discourage me, but I'm still here, Brother Marlon. You talked about me. Keep on talking. I'm still here. You lied on me, but the truth is going to come out. I am still here, and I'm over your lies. I'm over your destruction because you can't kill me. You don't have the power to do so. 
David said to tell him, listen, I can't die now. I've got to live. So with my head bowed down, I'm still going to lift up my eyes to what's come with my help because my help is coming from the Lord. We can't let what the wicked has said and done. The wicked have drawn out the sword. You know folk are ready to fight you. And have bent their bow, they're ready to go down. To cast down the poor and the needy. Isn't it how the enemy, he's such, uh, he don't know how to do it. He waits until you get to your lowest point and want to try to get to. Anybody been to their lowest point? And the, I mean the lowest point. You can't go any lower than where you are right now. And it seems like the enemy really raises his ugly head. And he didn't expect you to get up. But after this, there's victory. After this, there will be a praise. After this... I will conquer the enemy. After all, eight, uh, Romans 8 tells me that if God is for me, and he is for me, hunt your neighbor and say, he's for me, he's for me. Now, I don't know about your situation, but right now where I'm standing, he is for me. And to slay such as be of upright conversation, everybody that's living right, supposedly have conversation against you people at church they know how to do church but inside there's nothing going on but church the building y'all are catching on your way home we know how to do church we've learned how to do church the reason that word comes to us over the pulpit is for us to live by the word when Paul tells sympathy Timothy, to study to show yourself approved. He means to study what you know. And when you study it, you're not just going to memorize it. Because we're good at memorizing verses that are familiar to us. Verses that speak on our behalf. Wherever we are. Let's thank God for our mothers that are here this morning. Wherever we are, we want to quote that scripture. But the bottom line says, if I know the scripture... I'm going to live by the scripture. I can quote it all day long, but if I don't live by it, there's no benefit for me. I need to live by the word. Their sword shall enter into their own hearts. Their bowls shall be broken. I love the story of Jehoshaphat. When the enemy came up against him, y'all know the story. And the prophet, the young prophet, as Jehoshaphat said, now what are we going to do about this? How are we going to deal with this? The Bible says that Jehoshaphat went to the Lord, but then he also gave the word to the young prophet. And the prophet came to him and said, listen, I don't care what the enemy is trying to do against you. I need you to get ready and go in stand and stand in place. Now, you, you know, it's not that we're in, in our flesh. You know, there's anxiety that sets in. We don't like contention. 
We don't, you know, we're not supposed to love that. We, 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 when things come up on us like this, there's a whole lot that the enemy tries to distract us. And so Jehoshaphat's thing is, oh God, if you are telling us to go up, how are we going to do this? The prophet said that God said, when God says it, you better believe it. Go up, take your place, get the singers, get the musicians, everybody get in their place, get the ministers, get the elders, get the children, Woo. get everybody together and just go to the place and stand in the place. Can you stand where you are in your situation? And what am I supposed to do when I get there? Start singing, praise ye the Lord, for he is great, and there is none like him. Praise ye the Lord, for he is wonderful, and he wins every battle. Praise ye the Lord. No matter what I'm going through right now, before the fight is over, I've already won. I need you to holler, I've already won. I've already A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. A lot of people are going to come up against you. A lot of people with wicked minds. A lot of people with hidden agendas. A lot of people have things that they want to come against you. They think that they have up the upper hand. But you need to know that God is working behind the scenes on your behalf. I'm really, I'm really kind of working this out, and I'm almost finished. We can't let what we see dictate who we know. I know a God who is greater than the situation. I know a God that in spite of my diagnosis is a healer. I know a God, in spite of the children that don't know him, that he is a deliverer. I know a God that's made a way for me out of nowhere. I know a God who has supplied all of my need according to his riches in glory. I know a God that in time of lack, he has supplied everything that I need. I know a God who opened the windows of heaven and poured me out a blessing in my need. He poured me out a blessing so much that I can give to others. That's what you need to learn how to do. If you let him do it in you, the Bible says everything that God gives us, it's not just for us. It is for us to share and the wicked can't stop it. The God is laughing at your enemy of finances. Unemployment, stop. Your job, you don't go in no more. And if you go in, it's just for a few hours. But how many know that your debts have been paid? You've been able to pay tithe on what you have. You've been able to give what offering you do have. You've been able to give them a sacrifice. It's not about the tenure. It's about who is your resource tonight. Or your source, I should say. 
I need you to bless him because he is laughing. Joseph's brother, they were jealous of him. They hated him because his father put so much credence in him. He was the favorite child. And they didn't understand that there was a plan. You, you, you see, you need to know that God has a plan specifically for you. Uh, just tap your neighbor and say, he got a plan for me. Uh-huh, tap somebody else. He got a plan. Tap somebody else and say, he got a plan. Look behind you and say, I said he got a plan. Look across the aisles and say, he got a plan. His plan is perfect. And even though I'm going through, he's perfecting me while I'm going through this plan. He's learning. He's teaching me about him. He's teaching me that I can trust in him. His brothers hated him, sold him, thinking they were trying to get rid of him. I'm talking to somebody. They're trying to get rid of you, but God has a plan. Let them keep talking. God's plan is still intact. And they sell him. And it was a bus ride that came by, picked him up, took him to a place that he had never been before. But God had a plan. Remember, God gave him the dream, showed him how those would come and bow down to him <laughs> before he got into place. You, you see, God is working out employment on your behalf. Uh, some of you know good and well that you may have employment now that you may have not been qualified for. You submitted your resume and they looked at it and they rejected it. But somehow or another, because God has a plan, you got the position. Somebody need to say, I'm in, I'm all in, I'm in. You, you, you got the position. So that means that God created something for you because he has a plan. Y'all need to get excited just a little bit. Let me finish the story. So we know the story about Joseph. Goes to prison. He he's, goes to jail. The woman that is married to the king. Not the king, the king. And she lies on him. She sets him up so he has to go to prison. But isn't it amazing that sometimes in your lowest point that God can cause you to come out and be victorious and be the champion? Because there's a baker and there's a cup maker. He goes and he interprets the dream and he gets back. It gets back to the king about this dream of why? Because the king has a dream. And the king doesn't know how to make, what to make of the king, of the dream. You know, the seven-year lack, the seven-year plenty. What does that mean? The, the lame, the fat, the whole nine yards of those uh, 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 animals that he had. What does that mean? David says, I mean, Joseph says, listen, I'm going to take this and we're going to go to God 
and God is going to give us the interpretation. See, you can't take people's interpretation. You have to take the interpretation that comes straight from God. When it comes straight from the throne, you know when you have a relationship with God, you know when God is speaking, you know when you are speaking, and you know when others are speaking. I'm running through this right now. And the Bible says, because Joseph went to God and got the confirmation, interpretation about what was going to happen that he got the job as the leader as the one that would be set in place to save the people from a famine not knowing it was not just for them but that his family was coming there to be saved you don't know that what you're going through right now is because your family is on the way to restoration. Oh, come on and get a little happy about it. What? Men meant for evil. Genesis 15, 50. Joseph said, now I know, I know, I know y'all are nervous now because the brothers are going, oh Lord, remember what we did? See, people don't remember what they did to you until you have to face them. Or they have to face you. And then they want to, you know, they want to they claim mercy. They want, come on now, you know I didn't meet him, bro. Yeah, you did. You meant exactly what you did. You meant exactly what you said and how you said it. Uh, 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 but, but Joseph, who knew, who knew, who got to know God through his experience. You see, everything, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm not jumping all over the place. Everything that you go through in life. It's purposeful. Where you think it's a trial and you think, you know, God is trying to build up your spiritual muscle. God is trying to show you that, listen, nothing that comes in your way is going to stop you from what I have for you. Oh, you need to get excited about it. God told Jeremiah, when Jeremiah said, I can't do this, I'm too young, they're not going to pay attention to me. God had to let him know, listen, let me tell you something. Before your mama met your daddy, I already called you a prophet. So you can't give me an excuse. Tell your neighbor, I have no excuse. Make it personal. I have no excuse. Joseph remembers what his brother did. Although he was upset, he didn't hold it against them because he began to repeat, listen, brothers, what you meant for evil. See, what people mean for evil is just a part of the plan. Remember, he has a perfect plan for you. Oh, I need you to get excited about the plan, even though it hasn't been fulfilled yet. I need you to get excited about it when you know that there's a plan for you. Is that all you have? You may not see it, but you know it, and you know it's coming through. You don't know what time is coming through, but it's on the way. Somebody need to tell you, tell yourself, it's on the way, and I'm just waiting for it to be manifested. You need to get excited about the plan. What you meant for evil, brothers, God turned it for good to save much people. To save you, I could have turned my back on you, but I know why God put me 
through what I went through because he's going to come in a minute and he's going to save us from this situation. He is going to visit us and we will no longer be slaves in this place. Come on and praise him. I'm almost, almost, I'm almost. Circumstances that we seem to be overwhelming, torturous. 2 Corinthians 4.17. This thing is only going to last for a minute. This light situation. The situation that you think is so heavy. You know how you lighten that load? You start praising him. Listen. Praise is not predicated on how you feel. Praise is comely to the saint. Praise is second nature to the, to the saint. Praise is no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to praise him. David said, when I got to the sanctuary, when I came into the house of the Lord, everything that was bothering me, I dropped it off because I know because I'm here, that God has a plan. And although you tried to kill me, why is my soul cast down? But I'm going to give him a yet praise. I know that the enemy is trying to kill me. I know that the enemy is trying to hold me back. But there isn't anything that the enemy can do against my God. And God is on my side. If he's on your side, I need you to bless him. If you believe that he's on your side. I don't feel it, but I know it. Tell your neighbor, I know he's on my side. And since I know him, I'm going to praise him no matter what. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to praise him. Now, what are you going to do about your situation? Oh, is that all you have? Praising him on purpose. Praise him just because. I know the enemy don't want me to do it, but the enemy is a liar. And I refuse to let the enemy get the victory over my situation. I'm going to praise him no matter what. I'm going to give him a crazy praise. I need you to tell your neighbor, there's nobody like God. Tell him there's nobody like God. Turn to him and tell him there's nobody like God. Why? God has already given me what it takes to win this battle. So he's laughing right now at your enemy. Whatever your enemy is trying to do to you right now, God is up on the throne and he's laughing because he knows they only got a few minutes. Come on and praise him. Only lasts for a little while. Only lasts for a little while. It only lasts for a little while. This light affliction only lasts for a little while. Put your hands together and bless him.
I'm almost done. After the enemy who is on his post, because you know he got to do something. See, the enemy, he is not like he don't know. He's just thinking that in time that you'll give up. We talked, we heard about the fight the trainer came and showed us. How to fight physically, but spiritually, it's the same kind of fight. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Because, see, you can fight. My mama taught me how to fight. I'm trying. I'm going to fail you to check in a minute. My mama told me how to fight without touching anybody. Because, you see, when you're walking in truth, you owe no explanation. When you try to figure out how to satisfy those people that are talking about you and lying on you, lying on you and you trying to give them, and uh-uh-uh-uh, if you're walking in truth, you just walk in it. I know what you're saying, but I know what God told me. I shall not die, but I shall live. I'm going to declare the praises of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. I, I, listen, I understand that I'm going through something. I understand that I'm dealing with issues. I understand that it even made me cry. But today is a new day. I've learned that I'm not going to let what the enemy has put in front of me stop me. I'm going to praise him no matter what. I'm going to speak well of him no matter what. Talk about me if you want. Roll your eyes at me if you want. Get a good roll on while you're rolling. Catch me praising him. While you're rolling, rolling, catch me dancing. While you're rolling, I'm opening up my mouth and I'm going to shout because the shouting is going to confuse you. That's how the enemy defeated themselves with just, with Jehoshaphat. Listen, they got in place. Prophet said, get in place. Just take your place. Oh, I want you to do some exercise this morning. Just stand up and take your place. Take your place. All you have to do is stand where you are. And the Bible said they begin to sing and they begin to praise God. They didn't have any sword. They didn't have any weapon. All they did was stand in place and begin to praise the Lord. And the Bible says uh, when they began to praise the Lord uh, that the enemies started killing off themselves. The enemy gets confused when you start praising him in bad times. The enemy don't know what to do with you when you start praising him no matter how you feel. Do we have any praises in the houses? <laughs> now I want you to do it on purpose. Take your place in the midst of the enemy and watch God confuse the enemy while you praise him. Come on and praise him. Because you're going to go through this. 
The key word is through. Tell your neighbor, I'm going through this. But I'm going through it with a praise. I'm going through thankful. I'm going through with victory. Oh, come on. Because the victory is already won. I'm going through it. And before they knew it, they saw that the enemy had started killing off themselves. That's why you don't have to fight. All you have to do is praise. I said, you don't have to fight. All you have to do is praise him. I'll say it one more time. You don't have to fight. All you have to do is praise him. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of everything you're going through, learn how to praise him. 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 Walking through your house, walking through your job, wherever you are, walking through the streets, getting in your car, on your way home, Learn how to praise him no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Give him a high praise. Don't be mealy mouthed with it. The enemy's after you, ferocious. I need you to praise him with everything you got in you. God is laughing at your enemy. Ah, he wants you to praise him because he got it all together. He's already given you the victory. Do I have anybody that has the victory tonight? As I take my seat and pastor comes, just a reminder, God is laughing at your enemy. Oh, he's laughing, Brother Mark. He said, you don't know what I'm getting ready to do with my child. Remember, the plan is perfect, and the plan will be fulfilled when you praise him. One more time, put those hands together and praise him 